Welcome to the Bible Conversation Podcast with Chris, Dan, and Dylan. Let's have a conversation. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bible Conversations Podcast. This is Chris Carrillo here. I've got with me Daniel Lang. Hello, hello. As well as Dylan Bruce. Hey. This is going to be part one of a two-part series uh, that Dylan is excited about. It's a topic that he's chosen and is passionate about, and we just, we're just we excited to have a, a wonderful conversation here. So Dylan, go ahead and take it away. All right. Well, um, today we're going to be talking about spiritual disciplines. Uh, this is uh, something that's always I've always been really passionate about, especially since the past couple of years. Um, I'll go ahead and start with some background. I think it was about my sophomore year of college um, when I was at Fried Hardman University. And I took this class um, entitled Spiritual Disciplines. And when I took it, I, I didn't take it for the the title of the class, Spiritual Disciplines. I didn't know much about spiritual disciplines or what that meant or what that was. I took it because of the professor teaching it. Um, the professor in that class was, um, it definitely was, not not probably, but definitely was my favorite professor during my time at Fried Hartman. Um, and so I was like, yeah, I want to take this class. Let's, uh, let's I just want to listen to my this professor. But Throughout the class, my eyes were opened, and I was just blown away by how practical um, the, the topic of spiritual disciplines can be for our lives, for our walk with Christ, how um, much it can strengthen us. It, it's really, really pretty cool and pretty eye-opening when you do have a study in spiritual disciplines and you really understand what, what it means and how, it, how you can use them to, to strengthen your walk with Christ. So... Um, I want to start off with a question, and I may have just answered that question with my little monologue there about my class, but the question that I have for y'all today is, are spiritual disciplines actually something that can strengthen us spiritually, or is it just more of like a perceived strength that we get when we participate in a discipline? Um, y'all know what I mean by that? I think I do. Okay, so... Pretty sure I understand. So I'm, I'm... thinking like, does this actually, when we participate in spiritual disciplines, does it actually strengthen us and improve our walk with Christ and, and make us a stronger Christian? Or is it just something that we may feel that way? And, um, and it, it creates, it creates a, a feeling of, okay, I feel like a stronger Christian, but am I actually a stronger Christian because of these spiritual disciplines? What do y'all think? Um, Chris, let's start with you. What are your thoughts on that? So I think the answer to that is yes and no. I think there are people that it does strengthen. It makes them much, much more stronger uh, spiritually. They are capable of greater faith. They're encouraged by it. They, they have a fire lit underneath them where they're wanting to go and serve the Lord. And then I think there are people who take these spiritual disciplines and they're not growing with it. They simply are doing it for the sake of appearances and, you know, just to do it so that, you know, maybe their mom or their significant other, whoever it is, will uh, not question their faith. Does that make sense? And so I think, you know, we, we look at the different types and there's a lot of different spiritual disciplines, right? But worship is one of them. Uh, singing to God. You've got reading your Bible and praying, right? These are some of the basic ones. And I think doing those things, if you do those things alone without any attempt to actually grow, you have the appearance of growth. Mm-hmm. 
Does that make sense? So I, I, I think the answer is yes and no. I think it really depends upon the person. I think if yeah. you allow them to, they have a hundred percent yes. They they can they can grow who you are as a Christian. Yeah. Right on. Um I mean that that's exactly right. A lot of it is um with the purpose behind what you do, you know, uh, if you have a purpose for why you're worshiping, a purpose for why you're reading your Bible, and if that purpose is uh, for godliness, to to grow closer to God, to to grow closer to Christ, then yeah, it, they're going to strengthen you. It, it's going to be beneficial. But if your purpose is not for godliness, then you know you're you might just be wasting your time. And um, I'll, I'll get into that. that. That might seem like some pretty harsh language, but I'll get into to why that would make sense. Um, Dan, did you have any thoughts about um, about if spiritual disciplines can strengthen us? How so? Uh, what are your thoughts that way, Dan? So when I hear this conversation, this topic about spiritual disciplines, as someone who didn't really grow up in the church and... I hear these terms, spiritual disciplines, for me, even though I'm more familiar with it now as a as a Christian for a number of years, I still sometimes hear those things and say to myself, well, what does that mean? What, what are spiritual disciplines? And I know Chris just named some of those things, and uh, you, you are going to uh, flesh that out for us a little bit. So mm-hmm. I, I think as you go through this, maybe talk to us about spiritual disciplines, uh, that will, that will help us understand better how some of those questions I think you're asking. Yeah. So let's just, um, dig right into it. There's a lot of different types of spiritual disciplines. I want to, um, be upfront about that. I'm this, this list of spiritual disciplines I'm about to read off is not an end all. Okay. These are the only things that we need to be partaking in and, uh, using to strengthen our walk with Christ. I want to be very clear about that, that this is not a, um, a restrictive list of spiritual disciplines. These are just some that I picked out that I think are, um, um, more common among Christians and, um, and things that I personally, um, have used and, and really, um, you know, have, have been able to be b- built up by them. So anyways, let's, let's look at some of these that I've picked out. Um, obviously Chris, you mentioned at the beginning, worship, reading your Bible, praying, serving. Uh, these are all forms of spiritual disciplines, but the interesting thing is we don't always think about worship as a spiritual discipline. We, we think of worship as just, you know, we do that every Sunday. How can that be a spiritual discipline? Well, we'll, I'll get to that in a second, but some of the ones that we don't think of as much, you know, are, are like serving, fasting, and, and meditating. Those aren't a, as common. Uh, I don't know why they're not as common. Well, I do have a few ideas, but th- those just aren't as common as, uh, some of these other spiritual disciplines, like reading your Bible, you know, you know, dedicating yourself to reading a portion of your Bible every day, dedicating yourself to praying. Those are more common spiritual disciplines and those are more easier to, to, to discuss about those, but fasting and meditating, like how in the world is that going to benefit me? Uh, why does nobody do that if it is so beneficial? You know, those are some of the questions that I want to raise today and, and have us talk about. So um, let's just dig in by defining some of these spiritual disciplines. Um, I, you know, some of the ones like fasting, meditating, I'll take since I've prepared this discussion, but I think y'all can take worship and reading your Bible. Um, Chris, can you just kind of tell us like, what is worship as a spiritual discipline? So worship in general is the act of praising God, right? And so when we praise God and we give glory to God, 
we don't go <clears throat> we don't go to worship in order to get things right we go to worship in order to give uh and so as we talk about you know a spiritual discipline it takes effort to sit down for an hour long span <clears throat> to sing to god to pray to listen to a sermon or to give a sermon depending upon who you are that takes discipline it takes a lot of spiritual you know fortitude you look at a three or four year old you know they're sitting in a pew and playing with games or um, you know talking to their mom and dad during a prayer and you know those are natural things for a young kid to do but that's because there's no spiritual discipline there right like it takes and I think this is where you're wanting me to go with this it, it takes effort and it takes time and it takes energy to build up, I guess, a tolerance or an ability to worship correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, this, in the same way, you know, reading your Bible, there's, there's different levels of reading your Bible. Um, and and I, I don't think you asked me to do that one, but, um, but those are just kind of, or did you ask me to do reading your Bible? Or was uh, yeah, that, I mean, you can go for it. Okay. So, I mean, <laughs> the very basic, right? You've got just opening the Bible, reading a chapter, closing the Bible. And then you can, you know, second level, I guess, you could open your Bible and try and take a couple notes on it. Try and understand a little deeper. Maybe you read through the text twice and try and pick out some key themes. You know, the third level is, you know, really taking notes on what is meant from this passage, what is expected from the reader. So many different ways that you can study the Bible. Uh, You can pull off different, um, different translations. You know, ESV, NASB, you can uh, use a lot of different translations to compare. I mean, there's so many ways to study the Bible. And the further disciplined you are with your spiritual life, the deeper that your study will be. Exactly. And I think that's what um, we really need to to key in on is that with any of these spiritual disciplines that we're talking about, um, the key word is discipline. Um now, yeah, spiritual is important because we're using these to build us up spiritually. Um, but the key word is discipline, because if you're not disciplined in doing these things, then um, like we we're saying at the very beginning, if you don't have a purpose, then it's it's going to be pointless. If you don't have discipline while you're doing this, in other words, if you don't um, practice, 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 you know, it's just like an athlete. You got to practice to be good at something. Um, you have to discipline yourselves. You have to make it a habit in order to benefit and strengthen yourself. Um, and so with, with worship and reading your Bible, just as you're talking about there, Chris, um, we, we can't afford to think that, okay, if I read my Bible once a week, if I go to worship on Sunday morning, once a week, that we are sufficiently strengthening ourselves in our walk with Christ. Um, that the key word is discipline. Um, how about praying and serving, Dan? Do you mind um, just kind of telling us like what, what is praying and what is serving? Um, just how can those be spiritual disciplines? Do you, do you have any thoughts with that? Well, actually, Dylan, I wanted to throw the hot potato in your lap real okay. quick, and then maybe maybe I can come back and. Uh, but I was thinking about. You know, what makes, uh, I just want to ask you what your thoughts on this, what makes a spiritual discipline uh, 
a, a spiritual discipline, if you will, because I'll, I'll admit the first time I ever heard someone talk in the church about spiritual discipline as I was, be, you know, growing as a new convert, you know, it, it almost at first kind of came across to me as almost a type of church creed, you know, something that, oh, this is a this is a teaching in the church, but I don't read about it in my Bible, you know, mm-hmm. or I, that that's kind of the first impression I had when someone talked about the, the Christian graces, you know, the Christian graces, well, as a new convert sitting in the assembly and hearing a preacher talk about the Christian graces and then proceeding onward, you know, to talk about it. I was like, I was still like, what is, uh, what are, what are those Christian graces that I'm supposed to know about, I guess, you know, and yeah. I guess maybe he was referring to Second uh, uh, Peter, you know, growing the grace, and then it talks about brotherly kindness and godliness, but at first that came across to me as just kind of like a creedal thing. I guess I don't know about that. This is something the church knows about, but I'm, it's foreign to me, you know. Uh, yeah. So what makes well, a spiritual discipline a discipline, I, I guess? Well, the thing is that we don't read in Scripture the term spiritual discipline. You know, Jesus doesn't tell his disciples, uh, practice your spiritual discipline so you can grow stronger. <laughs> like, that's just not written there. The term spiritual yeah. disciplines is um, something man-made. It's something that we've come up just to be able to identify things that can help us grow stronger, which is why, like I was saying at the beginning, that um, this list of ones that I'm going over is not an end-all list. This is not the complete list. We need to practice these and, and we'll be strong. Um, the mm-hmm. Spiritual disciplines are are just that. It's things that we can discipline ourselves in in order to strengthen us spiritually. And that's a really big list when you think about it. A- anything mm-hmm. that you do in your life, um, if it can help you be strengthened spiritually. And if you're disciplined in it, then it can be a spiritual discipline. And that's the really cool thing is that even though I'm just going to be talking about um, a few things here, I think I have like six things that, um, that are bigger to me as spiritual disciplines. That's not all of them. There, there's so many things that you can use in your life that can strengthen you spiritually and thus, they are a spiritual discipline. And so, mm-hmm. uh, I don't want anybody to be confused by the term <laughs> spiritual disciplines and to, to think like, oh, okay, where is this in the Bible? Um, all of these that we're going to be talking about today are in the Bible. Um, you know, worship, we're instructed to worship God in spirit and in truth. We're instructed to, to read our Bibles, you know, um, and study the scriptures daily. And um, we're instructed to pray. We're instructed to serve. We're instructed, um, uh, Jesus tells his, his apostles or his disciples, when you fast, do it like this. And so fasting, yeah, spiritual discipline, um, meditation. We see uh, examples from Christ numerous times where he withdraws by himself um, to spend time with the Father. And uh, that's just an example of um, how meditation can be a spiritual discipline for us. Um, but again, if we are disciplined in it and if the purpose of it is to um, to grow closer to Christ and to, um, to be built up for godliness. So um, mm-hmm. uh, I See, think I've the, actually got a, if you don't mind me jumping in real quick. Yeah, go for it. So, you know, you, we talk about again, and we have been at least about how spiritual discipline, the, the phrase is not mentioned in the Bible, but the concept is. Um, and I think that's what we're getting at. Yes. When we go to Matthew 26, verses 36 through 46, right? This is Jesus uh, praying in, in the garden, right? He, he's, he's gone away with his three disciples, and he's asked them to pray with him. And I just want to focus on really two verses here. Uh, starting in verse 39, actually, she might go three. Going a little further, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. 
And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Right? So this this idea of you know spiritual discipline is also tempered and, and put in place with physical discipline. We have mm-hmm. to be able to physically be able to do things in order to grow our spiritual selves, right? We have to physically sit and read the Bible. We have to physically stop what we're doing and pray. We have to physically worship God. We have to physically serve others. We have to physically abstain from eating if we're fasting. We have to physically stop and do nothing if we are going to meditate. All of these spiritual disciplines require a physical aspect to them. And that's, I think, where the discipline comes in is if we can pause what we're doing in our flesh— then we can do what we need to do with our spirit. Yeah, Paul said, exactly. Paul said to, uh, that we buffet our body daily. Not that we're necessarily putting our hope in the flesh, right, or our confidence in the flesh, but uh, as you say, Chris, uh, we, we need to exercise a certain degree of, of self-control in order to participate in these spiritual disciplines. And what I was going to say, Chris, too, is I think what makes a spiritual discipline a discipline, you know, by definition, I was looking it up, discipline, you know, the practice of training, uh, the, um, what does it say here, uh, uh, showing a controlled form of behavior. So it, it's something I, I think you can categorize. You can, you can take what you find in Scripture, and, and yes, I think it's, it's biblical, it's sound to categorize it as a discipline if it has some of these elements that we're talking about, if it has that element of this is something you do over and over again and it, it builds you up and, and you went through a good, I think, definition of that. So, uh, you know, praying, I don't know if you want me to take that hot potato back now and, and uh, yeah, elaborate. Yeah, if you don't mind going, <laughs> going back to praying and serving, Chris kind of talked about worship and reading your Bible and and how those work. But if you can just talk about praying and serving for a minute and kind of tell all of our listeners, how does praying and serving, how can those be spiritual disciplines? How do you do it? Um, what do you do when you pray and when you serve? Mm-hmm. Right. So I think praying is certainly, it's a spiritual discipline. It falls into that category because it is something that we engage in routinely. Uh, it is something that God has instructed us to do, so it's not an optional thing. Uh, it is something that we we have to set aside a time for and be conscious of. Are we doing this or are we not doing this? I, I went to over in my Bible to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 in verse 17, pray without ceasing. So prayer is something, uh, you ask me to relate my experiences to that or my discipline in that, is really, uh, I'm always, depending on what I'm doing a lot of times, uh, you know, if I'm going to eat food, I typically will pray, right? This is a moment of thanks. These are my basic needs being met. When I'm about to read my Bible, uh, I pray because the Bible, you know, Bible says to, to if anyone lasts, at, lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. So I, I look to God in prayer, depending on the occasion, typically, uh, and uh, maybe even parts of the day. You know, uh, David talked about morning and noon and evening prayer, and not that we necessarily uh, uh, have to regulate our pray without ceasing, right? But um, 
these are all occasions where I might find time to set aside that that prayer. And then as far as service, you know, back up just a couple passages uh, in 1 Thessalonians 5, he talks about comforting the faint-hearted, upholding the weak, being patient with all. So uh, those certainly are opportunities to serve, right? Uh, helping someone who's in need and and continually again it's kind of like prayer looking for those those different opportunities i think and and also for me um and maybe we'll get more into this later but uh, for me there there is kind of a time when i'm usually uh centering my mind especially on that looking for that intentionally you know maybe after mm-hmm. my uh, hour of bible study at night you know and then i, I may maybe i want to make some phone calls or something that like that and, and serve in that capacity yeah well um yeah that's good i mean that just kind of tells us why are these things spiritual disciplines well you kind of explained how we can use them to build um to strengthen us spiritually and so thus they're a spiritual discipline um i've got two more that i want to talk about um before we really dig into um uh to more of this conversation we're having, but I want to talk about uh, fasting and meditation. Now the question about fasting uh, for the longest time, I mean, for all, for all of my life, I don't know. I've only been around for 21 years, so I don't know what the discussions were before I was around. Um, but for all of my life, I've always heard, you know, fasting is recommended, but not commanded. Um, and I, I don't want to necessarily challenge that idea um, but I want to put more emphasis on fasting than, um, than I, I've at least heard m- my life. Um, I want to turn, have y'all turn over to Matthew chapter six with me real quick. Um, and I just want to show you that the same commands for giving and for prayer, um, that's the same command for fasting from Jesus. You know, here in Matthew chapter six, he's on the sermon on the Mount. And, um, he says in verse two, thus, when you give to the needy, um, sound no trumpet, and he gives instructions for uh, what they're supposed to do when they give to the needy. For prayer, he says in verse 5 of still Matthew chapter 6, and when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, and then he goes on to give instructions about um, how we are to pray and what we're supposed to do when we pray. Jump down to verse 16, he says, and when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, and he goes on to give instructions on what we're supposed to do when we fast. And so it's almost like Jesus expects us to fast just in the same way that he expects us to, to give just in the same way that he expects us to pray. Um, Jesus doesn't outright say you need to be fasting. And if you're not fasting, you're wrong. And so I'm not going to say, well, you need to be fasting. If you're not fasting, you're wrong. But I think we need to have more emphasis on this spiritual discipline because it's something that we can use to, um, to strengthen ourselves spiritually and the, the incredible thing about fasting is, um, I mean, just like the other spiritual disciplines, but I think it's more evident with fasting. We need a purpose when we're fasting. Um, just like the others, we need to have a, a godly purpose so we can be built up um, spiritually. Otherwise, we're just kind of spinning our wheels. But with fasting, that's really evident. If we don't have a purpose while we're fasting, if we go throughout the day and just say, okay, I'm not going to eat any food, then it's going to be a miserable, terrible experience not eating any food the whole day. But if you have a purpose when you're fasting and when you feel those hunger pains, you think to yourself, okay, I'm going to go sit down and pray. I'm going to go read my Bible whenever you feel those hunger pains. And so that's 
what gives fasting a purpose is it's to build you up spiritually. And if you don't have that, then you're just on diet. And that's not fun for anybody because I really like food and I don't want to go all day without <laughs> eating if I don't have a purpose for it. <laughs> so, um, so I, I think we need to bring more attention to fasting and, and understand Jesus said, when you fast, he kind of expects it just like he expects prayer and giving. And I'll give you all a chance to rebuttal that in a second, if you'd like to, but let me do meditation real quick. Um, I want to, Chris already read the the passage for us of when Jesus is in the garden. Um, but I want to go back to that and just, um, show that's one of many examples of Christ, um, going away by himself to spend time with the father. And the thing about meditation is it's rarely its own spiritual discipline. Most of the time when you are meditating, um, it's going to be combined with some other things, whether it's reading your Bible or praying or even worshiping. You can meditate while you're worshiping. If you go out by yourself and just sing songs to, to God, then you're meditating and worshiping at the same time. Um, the thing about meditating is it's just a sense of putting your mind on godly things and focusing your mind on him and then you're meditating and so um that's kind of my explanation of fasting and meditation do y'all have any rebuttal or any comments as far as uh, my thoughts go with those i didn't yeah i go ahead go ahead okay so you know growing up not a christian i considered fasting actually to be more of a uh, this is going to sound kind of weird from people who have been in the faith for a while, but I considered fasting to be more of like a, uh, a Muslim thing or a, uh, non-Christian thing, right? It wasn't something that I thought Christians really did. Um, it, today I, I obviously don't believe that. I agree with what you're saying about when, right? Like when you give to the needy, when you pray, when you fast. And I think that inherently makes it a command, And so I'm going to kind of, I guess, disagree with you in the sense that I don't think it's just something that we have or should do. I think it's something we have to do. Um, Now, we don't have, you know, we're not told like Dan mentioned in 1 Thessalonians to fast without ceasing, right? We're told to pray without ceasing. But I do think we need to fast. I think that is a crucial part of being being a Christian, of being a follower of Christ, of being a son of God is abstaining from the things that we need because what it does is it allows us to put our faith wholly and fully in God. Um, so I, in so that sense, if I, you don't mind, I'm going to play a little devil's advocate for you. Um, <laughs> so if I do not fast, if I, uh, think that's just a suggestion and not a command, um, will it hinder my salvation at all? Not Ooh. my place to answer. Dylan's going that for the, the punch in the gut. For the <laughs> he's going for the jugular. He's going for the jugular. <laughs> so, so, two two things. One, that is that is not my place to say. Right. Uh, I, I, regardless, regardless of what anybody does, I am not the judge. However, we are commanded to do it, and so I err on the side of caution. If we are commanded to do something, or we are commanded not to do something. I believe very firmly we need to either do it or not do it. God's the judge ultimately, right? But what we've been given is a set of instructions to follow, mm-hmm. and we need to do our best to follow those instructions. So I don't know, Chris. You, that might that might be a cop out. <laughs> uh, real quick, before I want to hear Dan's comment on this, but real quick, uh, Chris, would you say the same thing about all the spiritual disciplines, whether it's worship, reading your Bible, praying, serving, um, anything else that we've been commanded to do? Um, if we 
don't do that. I mean, here's my real question about that is not everybody can fast. Some people have medical issues that, um, keep them from fasting. Um, so while you think about that, I want to hear Dan's comment and, um, and then we'll (laughs) keep going. Well, I don't know if I'm totally prepared, uh, as much as I probably should be with, with that topic in mind, but, um, I guess the way I've just kind of relying on my past knowledge, I guess that's surfacing here. And the, the takeaways that I've, I've had in the past with fasting is fasting is not even really something that you can, it's something that happens. Now, let me, uh, you know, Dylan, you said something about, you know, being intentional with your fasting, you know, uh, uh, having a spiritual purpose. So I, I, I wouldn't want to go as far as to say, you know, fasting just, it happens. And because that's almost like saying, well, we just accidentally worship God or something like that. I'm not yeah. trying to say that, but in the same sense, I, I think, I mean, I, I honestly, I'll just be honest here. I don't, I don't know the last time I've intentionally said to myself, I'm going to fast right now. So I guess I might be one of those guys from that perspective is uh, I'm disobedient. But uh, at the same time, I would say I'm not because all the moments, I can think of moments when I fasted and they were always natural. And a lot of times they were in moments of of grief or sorrow or, uh, and and also not even that, um, uh, I also think of fasting as not only eating, uh, refraining from food. You know, in 1 Corinthians 7, he talks about uh, the man and the woman giving themselves, you know, not to deprive one another. This is 1 Corinthians 7, 5. Don't deprive one another except with consent for a time that you may give yourselves to fasting and and prayer. Um, And that could be a reference to food or something like that. But I I guess I haven't always thought about fasting and, and always necessarily refraining from food, but maybe even refraining from other things, you know, things like a man and woman and mm-hmm. uh, just having that time to pray and other activities, you know, yeah, fasting from television to, and all that, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of getting to my next point about how fasting can be more than just food um, and how we can fast from, you know, technology. Uh, there, there's all kinds of things we can fast from, you know, whatever is a habit for you. Um, the point of fasting is to replace a common thing in your life, which from all of us, food is a common thing, um, or anything else that may be a habit or something that you do every single day, replacing that with, um, with moments with God, with replacing that with prayer, reading your scripture, um, you know, worshiping, just replacing that physical need with a spiritual need. That's what fasting really is. And so Dan, you were kind of hitting at that. Um, I want to give Chris a moment to uh, jump back into this conversation. I feel like I cut you off a minute ago. Um, but did you have anything to follow up, Chris? So, yes. Uh, you know, Dan, you kind of mentioned that that might be a cop-out. If it is, then so be it. Because <laughs> I refuse to ever place that sort of judgment on anybody. Mm-hmm. That's just, not, I'm not willing to go there. I'm not willing to say, you are saved, you are not saved. I'm not willing to say... Uh, you are condemned. That is not my place. What I will say is that each person needs to work out their own salvation with fear and trembling, which means my understanding is if I am not intentionally fasting at different points in my life, I personally believe that I am in trouble. 
Well, you know, I don't think that here's what I think. I don't think Dylan was necessarily asking you that question, though. I think he was really asking you the question. I don't think he was saying, uh, Chris, you know, play God and make a judgment right now. I think what he was really asking was, what must you do to be saved? Must you fast in order to be saved? I think that was really the question. And we do have to answer that question, right? Because even the Bible tells us what we must do to be saved. Well, to be saved, I mean, we, we've got the, the plan of salvation, right? Of, you know, you, you look through Acts and all the different stories within Acts of conversion, right? Which is, if, if, if that was the question, if it's within conversion, then no, I don't believe that fasting is required for conversion. I believe that repentance, baptism, confession, uh, belief, and all of that is required within conversion. I don't believe that fasting enters into that. Uh, but are you always saved after you convert? No. But that's, that's kind of my point is work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. We can... We as Christians can lead people to Christ. We can show them the way to attain salvation. It is up to each individual to attain it, right? You can lead a horse to water. You cannot make it drink. We can show somebody the way to be saved, but following that, right? I mean, baptism is the very first step. Really, it's the very first step in being a Christian. Once you have been baptized, you are now a Christian. It is not, you're not a Christian prior to that. And so once you become a Christian, there are other things that you must do, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's, and that's so, kind of the question, is fasting something you must do to remain saved? Yeah, yeah. so, so I, I think that's kind of Dylan's question. Do, do you mind if I jump in here real quick? Um, Go for it. What I was going to say is I think we're approaching this from the wrong direction and that may be bad phrasing from my original question but i think the what we really need to be focused on here is that is fasting required for salvation i think my answer would be no um the reason i think chris is kind of saying like well you can't say no is because if we love god and if we want to be obedient to him then we're going to do things that bring us closer to him and so that's, that's kind of the bottom line. It's not a, okay, you fasted. Yeah, you're good. But it's a, do you love God? Do you want to grow closer to him? Then yeah, you're going to do things that help you grow closer to him. And that's all of these uh, spiritual disciplines that we're talking about. Help us to grow closer to God. Would y'all agree with that on, on both sides of this? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Danny there. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I got a call from my wife when I... <laughs> No, and actually, um, I was as you're talking, I was thinking at this point, so once we frame it from that direction, I actually might start siding with what Chris was saying and say, yes, you, you must, uh, if once we kind of put in all those little, uh, you know, little pieces there about what are, what are we talking about fasting and we're not just talking about food and those things, I think, yes, you will find that in order to to continue serving God and in order to remain faithful to him, you are going to have to fast. Like you cannot just 24 seven, you know, be on the TV and, and, you know, engage as a, as a Christian as you ought to be, you know? So in that, so when we start approaching from that perspective, I'm actually very comfortable to say, yeah, you know, we do need to be practicing uh, that, that form of discipline where we're uh, uh, choosing the appropriate times and disciplining ourselves and abstaining from things. 
in order to serve God, in order to put him first. You know, if someone, if I mm-hmm. see someone outside, you know, and, and uh, I, I'm eating my food and, and they trip and fall and they bust their face, you know, and they're crying out for help. And I'm like, no, you know, I got to eat right now. You know, <laughs> sorry, but I can't <laughs> help you right now. I, I think that's a serious problem. You know, I mean, that is a serious issue right there. And I think I am jeopardizing, you know, ultimately in the grand scheme of things, my, my relationship with God, you know. Yeah. Now, I think the important part that we need to remember here is that we don't do any of these spiritual disciplines, whether it's worship, whether it's reading your Bible, praying, serving, fasting, or meditating, or anything else that you may say, hey, this strengthens me spiritually. Let's add it to this spiritual discipline list. Um, No no matter what it is, we don't do those um, to earn anything. Um, I think that's the really, really important point that we need to make here um, is that we don't earn anything. We're not going to impress God in the least if we um, read our Bibles or fast or pray. Um, we don't do this to impress God. We don't do this to earn anything. It's simply a reaction because we love God. Okay, I'm going to pray to God. I'm going to sing to God. Um, I recognize that that Jesus is the Son of God, that he sacrificed himself for me. Okay, I want to read about him. I want to worship him and glorify him. And I think that's the the really important important distinction we need to make here is that um, you're you're not going to be participating in these spiritual disciplines to earn anything or to impress anybody. Um, Jesus mentions that we don't do this so that other men can see, um, but even further than that, we don't do this to impress God. You, you, <laughs> do we really think that God is going to be impressed by something physical that we do here on earth? I don't think so. I think God is going to be impressed by us staying faithful to him. And when we get up to heaven and he says, um, well done, my good and faithful servant, that's what's going to, um, that, I mean, that's what I want to hear. I don't want to hear him say, well done. You fasted for 24 hours. No, that's, (laughs) I I think that's, that's pointless to hear that. But with all that being said, it's really similar to, um, and I'll kind of close out this discussion with, with this example here. I think it's really similar to love. Um, you know, we have the first and second greatest commands, love God and love others. But we understand that there's a big drop down bar whenever you say, okay, the command is love, but what does that mean? You know, there's, there's a lot more that goes underneath that. If I love God, I'm going to obey him. Okay. What does obeying him look like? It's going to be, you know, following the plan of salvation that he has laid out in scripture. Um, if I'm going to love others, okay, what does that look like? That's going to be encouraging others, serving, um, others. And so you can't just say love, boom, you're good. But there's a whole lot of other things that go underneath it. And you can't just say um, with these spiritual disciplines, boom, I'm doing these because um, for, for any reason other than I want to deepen my relationship with Christ. Um, do you all have any closing comments before we finish this out? Well, that's kind of Matthew chapter 6, isn't it? I mean, that's Jesus's whole instruction there is that we're supposed to be doing this in the secret place. We're, we're supposed to be doing this to the, the glory of, of God. And mm-hmm. our relationship with him. So certainly it's it's definitely not one of those things where we put out there to impress people. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, and I'll kind of close this up, but bottom line is we serve God because of what he has already given us, right? We're not serving God because of what we're wanting to get, right? Mm-hmm. God has already bestowed his grace upon us. God has already given us the gift of salvation, all we're doing is showing our thankfulness 
right? We're not trying to earn it. We cannot earn our way to heaven. We cannot earn our salvation, but we can most definitely show him thankfulness for having given us that wonderful gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dylan, this was, I thought this was a, a great, great first part to the study. Uh, is there anything you'd like to add before we, we close it out? Um, I mean, I'm always really interested in spiritual disciplines. So if uh, our listeners, if y'all have any comments, please uh, reach out to us, leave a a comment on our Facebook page or send us an email. I want to know your experiences with spiritual disciplines. I want to know how things work for you. And I think we'll we'll get into in the next podcast, some of our own personal experiences with spiritual disciplines, but I want to hear from y'all too. So um, this is just a topic that really is of interest to me. Yeah. So kind of to close out here, we, appreciate all of our listeners. Uh, we are so grateful for this opportunity to be able to talk about Christ in, in such a, a, a unique way. And if you have any questions or comments, like Dylan said, uh, we've got our email address that is listed below. Uh, you can send us a question there. You can uh, write out uh, whatever you would like us to answer, and, and, and we can get that in a, a separate episode. Uh, overall, though, we, we just want to say thank you. Uh, for joining in on our conversation and hope that you will join us again next time. Uh, Goodbye.